The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat ruckers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you want to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. By the way, for those of you watching the intro there, I don't know what happened. It just says, desktop, not it's unavailable. So (laughs) I don't know what happened. I can't show you anything uh, from the desktop there. So... Just bear with me. We'll see what we can find out later on. Uh, in any case, but if you are listening and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you've got two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can catch that up until 3 o'clock today, at which time he'll be uh, there for two hours. Um, so catch him later today at 3 o'clock Eastern. 
you can see them then. On the right side of the page is where you'll see where we're streaming live, and all you got to do is click the play button, and you can blow that up on whatever device you've got. And then the bottom right-hand corner, there will be a Rumble icon. You can click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. Uh, also, we are streaming live to Rumble. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel you want to look for. It should be the top video that's there. And then also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, as well as a variety of little Facebook pages that I have that still remain up for some unknown reason. And also, if you're on Twitter, you still use that or whatever, I don't really use any of these for the most part. I mean, I just don't use them. I use them to... or That sounds contradictory doesn't it i do use them it's just i use them just to post all this stuff for the most part um most people tell you i don't i don't interact a lot except maybe having some messages back and forth with a couple of people and that's it um so i'd be happy for social media to just go bye-bye uh, i mean it's been great to meet a lot of people through it don't get me wrong but uh it just it's not one of those things <laughs> that i want encompassing my day to tell you the truth uh also this week we're highlighting bradley's book in our store, the My War comic book, uh, The Testimony of Bradley Dean, done by former DC Comics, comics artist Danny Bulinati. Uh You can get 20% off of that through tonight at midnight, Saturday at midnight, when you use the promo code COMIC20. COMIC20 does that. Now, let me tell, for some people who catch us, the, and you're not watching us live, and you want to fuss about the, the opening, the five-minute opening, and you want to uh, get past all the formalities, that little green thing at the bottom on Rumble... Or on Facebook, the little white line there, you can just grab your cursor and just go right past it and get to where you want to. Instead of making a big deal about it, I got somebody coming in, oh, I had to put up with 10 or 15 minutes of stuff. It's like, do you not know how to scrub through the thing? I mean, this isn't hard. It's not complicated. My little kids can do this stuff. So it's a pretty simple thing. If you want to get past all the formalities and you're catching us uh, after we're live, of course, live, this is the way it is, but you can do that, all right? So just letting you know, um, so people don't get all bent out of shape and they know exactly what's going on, just grab that bar at the bottom and drag it and you can get past all, just like going past commercials. If you want to get past commercials, uh, like in Bradley's show, the radio station puts out, just scroll past them. I mean, that's what I do. If I have to watch something after, I, I scroll past the ads or whatever. You can do that. You got it. All right, so... Uh, with that said, if you'd like to help us out, um, you can don make a one-time donation at sonsoflibertymedia.com. The link is there at the top of the page. And also, if you'd like to become a monthly partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty, you can do that as well. Um, yes, some people have said, well, that's an interesting title you've got. Well, this is basically Cage title for today. <laughs> and it is a health and wellness show, and that includes all uh, of, of what we're dealing with with the body. You know, Peter said that God has given us everything for life and for godliness. Okay, Paul says that uh, physical exercise profiteth little, but he didn't say it didn't profit anything. In fact, he uses various illustrations of physical exertion, running a race, right, fighting a good fight. He uses those kinds of things to communicate spiritual truths. And so we don't want to leave off the one for the other. But uh, but again, our, you know, our focus has been <clears throat> mainly on the spiritual, but the spiritual brings out what's in the physical. I've told you this, just as sinful things do come into the physical, so do the spirit, the good spiritual things. And with that said, I want to I want to give one little thing that I meant to get back to in yesterday's show, and that was this. I I left Genesis 3 cuz that's where we started off. That was where the proto-evangelion is or the first gospel uh was given that there would be uh the seed of the woman would crush the head of the seed of the serpent, right? And um I I left off of there and 
I left off where Adam called his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. And I just want, I wanted to come back to it because some people have some questions, this, that, and the other. This is, well, I can't even show you, can I? I'm not even thinking there. Uh, sorry about that. We'll get that fixed, all right? But let me read it to you. Genesis chapter 3, and there in verse 21. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. Okay? Remember, they were naked. When they ate of the fruit, they realized they were naked. And what did they do? They went and made fig leaves to try to cover up their bodies. And God said, nope, that ain't going to do it. And some people say, well, didn't God promise that he would kill them? That they would die in that day? We promised they would die in that day, that's for sure. Well, spiritually, they did die. There's no question about that. There was a separation. Used to, they would have walks in the garden with, with the Father. I mean, that seems to be the implication from the start of, of chapter 3, is that God came in the garden to, to have fellowship with them and to walk with them. Instead, they went and hid. So what happened? Well, spiritually, they did die. Should they have died physically? Yep. But something took their place. They were clothed in skins. There was no death before this. They were clothed in the skins of animals. And we're not told specifically what kind of animal or how any of that. We're just told that God did it for them. And that's a picture of the Lord Jesus, too. Just want you to see that, that their, their death penalty was postponed, so to speak, in, in, a certain, in a certain sense. And there was atonement made for them. And we see this all through the Old Testament. And all of those sacrifices are pictures of what the Christ would not only do, not that he would just cover up sin, that he would cover sin or make an atonement for sin, but he, that he would take the sin away as far as the east is from the west. And again, when you see this, it is all the work of God. Does it say Adam and Eve put the skins on? Nope. It says the Lord God made coats of skins and clothed them. They had nothing to do with their covering. It was all the work of God. I want you to see that. I meant to get back to it at the end of yesterday, and I got way off down the line in all the scriptures I was doing, but I, I did want to reiterate that because some people say, well, th this didn't obviously happen. Well, there's a reason for that, and I wanted you to see that. All right, so it's, it's a Saturday, and uh, as always, we do um, a health and wellness show here. And uh, yeah, I know, so some people read the thing, thighs, tums, and bums, okay? Okay. Uh, and we're going to talk about cellulite and inflammation a little bit, too, as well as a few other things. Uh, but Kate Shimarani's here to help us do that. And I haven't even got to talk with you this week, Kate, but I just want to let everybody know um, we have had two nights where my daughter's been taken to the hospital because she's been having those, you know, contractions and all that stuff. Yeah. So I, I my wife went. I don't know, sometime in the middle of the night last night. They had already been down there for a little bit. And I, I just think, you know, she's a she's a new mom. It's going to probably take a little while. And uh, so they've been down there. So she went down to the hospital in the middle of the night. I texted her this morning, I don't know, 5 or 6 o'clock. And she goes, yeah, she's progressing really slow. Uh, I said, just keep her off the bed. Keep her up moving around. Uh, <laughs> make that make that gravity work and, you know, do the things that mom's supposed to do. Anyway, Kate, good morning. Good to see you. And uh, sorry we haven't gotten to speak much this week, but uh, this this I'm sure some people are going, hmm, thighs, tums, bums. I probably need some work on, on some of those things uh, myself. So what do we got today? 
Hi. Yep. Thank you for having me on. And yeah, your daughter's probably having Braxton Hicks as well initially. Now she's in labor. She needs to stay on her feet. Yep. My fastest birth, although they say, oh, well, you know, you'd already had one. My, my twins in the middle were cesarean section. My last birth was, was classic textbook, like my first one, but at my first one, I then was put on my back. So my, my daughter, my last one, um, I was lying in bed chatting to my sister in Australia, and my waters went. So I got up and rang the midwife and the rest of it, you know, nice and gushed out in the loo. And um, I stayed on my feet. I went and got my picnic mat, my old tatty cat towels. Um, my picnic mat was plastic and a bin bag. And all of a sudden, before the midwives arrived, I had this terrible urge to push. <laughs> and when the midwives arrived, I'd got my, my hand there and I could feel a head. Um, so, um, yep, stay on your feet. Your body knows what to do. It, they've medicalized uh, pregnancy. So the lying on your back is not for your benefit. It's for the midwives' benefit, the doctors, so they can see. That's all it is. So um, stay on your feet. That's the best thing. Walk round on all fours, gets rid of the pain as well. Um, anyway, so we've all been there. Uh, yeah. Well, let me just well, read something. Some of I, us I have like been this. there. Not all of us have been there. <laughs> yeah, but men also really, you know, this is a new thing where men have to be in there. And um, I, I can honestly say my, my husband was neither use nor ornament. And my twin births, I, I had my friend in with me, uh, Victoria. She was great. And it was a big jolly thing when we had the cesarean. It was it was a good fun, actually. But uh, I'm going to read this um, from John uh, 15, 13 to 15. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father I have made known to you. Amen. So we know it. We know it's all there. It's all there. So everything's all there. And um, so I'm going to talk a little bit. Let me talk first about anti-inflammatories. I've been a really busy bee this week. I've been right on the South Coast talking, doing a lecture. And I've been up in London uh, at Swiss Cottage doing a lecture. And I actually drove in. I'm not sure why. But I drove through some pretty rich, swanky areas. And, um, you know, and then I met a, a wonderful crowd of people. So who wanted to, to hear my chit-chat? I, I always have imposter syndrome as well. I'm always a bit like, what am I doing here? Anyway, anti-inflammatories. Do you know they're right up there with the top three causes of, of death, which is your cancer, heart disease, and prescription medications. It's anti-inflammatories. If you take an anti-inflammatory, sorry, Nelly wishes to put in an appearance. <laughs> Hello, Nelly. Um, <laughs> Uh, and we've, we've had a house guest for a month and she's gone this morning, Lolly. So they've all been out for a walk. I have shouted Dave to see if I can get Dave in now Lolly's gone. Um, so he, he knows we're on air. He might put in an appearance. Um, so anti-inflammatory medication, whether you're taking it um, prescribed or whether you're taking it um, over the counter, um, it, you're 400% plus more likely to end up in hospital if you're taking an anti-inflammatory. And the way it works is it blocks the pathway, the enzyme that makes um, prostaglandins, the prostaglandin pathway. It blocks that enzyme. Well, let me just tell you what prostaglandins regulate. So if you're blocking the pathway by taking some pharma poison, 
Uh, everything we're talking about today is for information and entertainment purposes only. If you're taking a prescription medication, always go and see your your doctor, your Rockefeller trained doctor, and um, have a chat with him first, because there are lots of natural anti-inflammatories and ways to avoid this. So let me tell you, if you're taking a drug that blocks the enzyme for making your prostaglandins, this is what prostaglandins regulate, bone formation, bone resorption, bronchial tone, it's the tone of your, your air passages, central nervous system functioning, you definitely need that. When that goes awry, everything goes. Your digestion. That's when you put food down the hatch. It's got to be digested to get all your nutrients out of it. Febrile response. That's when you have a temperature to kill invaders. Fertilization. That's of the egg by the sperm. Fetal development. The growing baby within you. Homeostasis. That your blood clotting. We know all about what's happening there. Mucosal integrity of the gastrointestinal tract. Your hole here and your hole in your behind, that's one big pipe. And it's lined, it's a mucous membrane. So it's responsible for the integrity of that. Immune function. That's your ability to stimulate an immune response so that you can do lots of things as well as recognize that DNA is damaged, repair it or kill that cell. Otherwise, it becomes a mutation and that's the starting of cancer. Paturition, pain, sensation, platelet, aggregation, renal blood flow. They have gone through them. So if you're taking a drug that blocks that, you're going to get into a lot of trouble eventually. And that's what's happening. That's why people are 400% more likely to be admitted into hospital if they're taking an anti-inflammatory. But what can you do if you've got inflammation going on in your body? Just to recap all of it, the first thing is you can get plenty of sleep. And people don't. It used to be that we needed about nine hours sleep. People are functioning on four to five hours now. We're supposed to go to bed when the sun goes down and get up with the larks. That's exactly what we're meant to do. We're meant to sleep more in the winter than in the summer, but we don't. We stay awake because of all, you know, these synthetic lights. So our adrenal function goes up until eventually we go into adrenal fatigue. This is terrible. When your adrenals are up, your thyroid is down. When you're eating all your bad oils, they're going to push oxygen away from the cell. So that's all your corn oil safflower oil, rapeseed oil. So if you're going to a restaurant and they're cooking with that, that's going to put you into your adrenals up and increase that inflammation. So really, you know, when you're going out, what you want to ask is, what are you, what are you cooking my food in? Um, if you're drinking lots of stimulants, coffee, sugar, if you're stressed, so that can be any stress, stress from your job, stress from your home life. And all of these things, eating synthetic foods, so just to link that, because I don't want you guys to feel left out uh, when we're talking about thighs, tums and bums, because it is generally a woman problem with, with cellulite. Um, that inflammation is going to affect your prostate gland. So let's, let's just talk about your prostate gland for a minute. When your prostate gland's inflamed, you're in big trouble. So what converts your, uh, you've got an enzyme that inhibits your good testosterone from being converted to your bad testosterone, your dehydrotestosterone. That's your zinc. And in order to make your testosterone, you need cholesterol. So if you're on any cholesterol drugging drugs like, drugs like statins, you're not going to be able to make your testosterone. So what are you probably going to get? Small testicles. Nobody wants small testicles. And you're not going to have enough zinc either. Zinc is stored in your prostate, in your testes. So if you're eating lots of red meat, lots of sugar, lots of alcohol, you're not getting enough sleep, you're stressed, 
um, you're in a stressful situation, then you're going to have a problem there as well. So there you go. What do you do? You get lots of sleep. You certainly wouldn't take statins. Nobody should take statins. You should be eating lots of zinc-rich foods, um, pumpkin seeds, oysters. Oysters are an aphrodisiac, but they're full of zinc. People get really worried about, you know, ocean food being contaminated and with plastics as well. Um, Pacific Ocean oysters, you can get them in jars, you can get them in cans. You've got to weigh up the pros and cons. You know, it's all right. Somebody wrote to me today saying they're terrified to go out in the sun because of chemtrails. Well, they're going to get a vitamin D deficiency, which is, you know, every cell in your body has a vitamin D receptor. It's actually a hormone. So you want to be taking lots and lots of zinc, guys. You can take a supplement, a good supplement. Make sure you check them because a lot of them are full of um, bulking agents. So take a supplement, eat some pumpkin seeds, cut down on your, your meat, cut down on your sugar, uh, cut down on your stress levels, cut down on your caffeine and have some oysters and uh, watch the oils that you're having. Cold pressed flax oil is good. Virgin olive oil for putting on your salads. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of, of using any of these oils to cook with. Uh, and and grass-fed butter is really good, not corn-fed butter. You want the grass-fed. So uh, there's a bit about the guys. So moving on to, to the ladies. So look, I'm 56 and I'm lean. I'm pretty lean. And we see, uh, we see all these models and they, they have no cellulite. It's a lie. My daughter would kill me for saying this. She's a skinny mini. She's 21. She's beautiful. I've seen her in a bikini with this little tiny body, but she has dimples on her behind. I hope she's not watching this. She has dimples on her behind as well. A little bit of cellulite. It's normal. We all get it. But they airbrush it out of these pictures so that you think that you're abnormal. And you have all these women constantly fighting to look like something that's not normal. Go around all of the art museums and look at the really old pictures of women. They have smaller boobs. They have a little pot, you know, fat on their tummies, fat on their thighs, on their upper arms. That's your baby beer off. That's the fat that you're going to use up as energy when you're making all this breast milk. It's quite normal to have fat on your body in the right places as a woman. You're not supposed to have no fat. It's ridiculous. But what happens is as we start to hit Kay. menopause. Okay, can I interject yeah. something there uh, with what you're saying? Because, you know, we've seen so many young ladies in, in recent history who have starved themselves to try to look like something yeah. that's not real. Um, they, have, they, they have been depressed. Some of them have killed themselves because, oh, I, yeah. I put on five or ten pounds or something. I can't get rid of it or, you know, some of these kinds of things. Then we have the opposite of that. We have these ladies who are going and doing surgeries to, to manipulate their body to look like what they're seeing that's been, that's been manufactured. They're, it's not real. It's not something that God gave, gave the women. And I think this is very important. Some people may say, well, well, this sounds like, you know, it's just, um, you know, you're going to talk about exercise. Well, that's a part, but there's a, there's a oh, mental no. issue going on there too that's being driven into the psyche of our young women and even some of our older women that they've got to have this model appearance instead of just being the woman that God made them to be. Yeah. And, you know, I listen, I fell foul of that. This is no means of criticism. I've got two daughters, beautiful as they are. Uh, I tell them that. Uh, and um, this, this, there, are, there are websites 
for people to go pro anorexia websites. It's shocking. And those eating disorders are, are massively on the increase. And I can tell you right now, 80% of your weight loss is diet. It's not exercise. You don't need to beast your bodies. And by the time you're 35, your constitution is there. You can't add and increase what's there. You can only maintain it or withdraw from it. So if you're beasting your body all the time and not putting the right nutrients, then you're going to hit a stone wall eventually and disease is going to set in. So, so look, like I tell you, I work out, I walk every day. Sometimes I, I'll do miles and miles and miles. I'll go out for the day. Today, I've already done two hours. I walk every day and I struggle with trying to keep, you know, my legs toned. You would think that uh, they, they would be really toned. You know, my arms are pretty toned and I, and I, you know, I have really good lines down my abdomen from exercising that. I've got muscles in my back, but I, I really struggle with my legs. And um, and then, you know, as you get older, you're, you're elastin and collagen stops. I didn't get any uh, striae when I was pregnant because I was older and you have more elastin and collagen in your skin when you're young. So as the abdomen grows, or even if you've got an adrenal problem, but if, as the abdomen grows, sometimes that tears and you get these striae. That's why you get them when you're when you have your babies early. I had my babies late, later. I had them in my mid-30s, mid to late 30s. I didn't get any striae, not even with my twins. But I have a bit of loose skin. It's normal. You know, it's like a balloon that's gone down after Christmas. So what? I don't care. You know, I, I'm quite happy with that. This body was for growing babies and it did it. So my legs, you know, as I've got older, my skin, it's like I'm wearing a a, a skin suit that's a size too big for my skeleton. But <laughs> you can only do so much. And sometimes, you know, I look, I, I pull my skin up on my legs. I'm like, yeah, that looks better. And I know people that go and have surgery on the skin here and on their legs. And you know what? I'm not doing any of that. I had boob surgery before. Why did I do that? It was so foolish. So I'm not into any of that now. Sorry, I'm having a niacin flush. I've just taken... Uh, 100 milligrams of niacin and I'm starting to go on fire where all my blood vessels are dilating. This is vitamin B3 and you get maximum perfusion of oxygen. But it, look, it's making me go all red. I'm going to be absolutely purple in a minute, folks. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, so what happens is you get, this, you get this cellulite on your legs and there's going to be, or, or any, I've seen women with it here, they get it here. And it happens more when you menopause now i'm uh, 56 i'm 57 in november i'm proud to be that age because it's not a luxury getting old certainly not today um you know by the grace of god i'm still here i di i was diagnosed with cancer at 46 i menopaused at 48 and a half before both of my older sisters one is two years older one is four years older and that was all diet i've never ever had a hot flush i've never had a single symptom of menopause none at all because it's diet However, I do have the legs that I have to work hard at. Now, there's two reasons. One is a lymphatic issue. And you get this kind of cottage cheese look. And I'm sure a lot of women right now will be going, yeah, I can, I can say that. Even your backside. Uh, you lot call it your butt. They call it bum here. I think you call it fanny. But we don't say that word in the UK because everyone will break out laughing because that right. means your vagina. Right. <laughs> yep. So we don't say that here. But anyway, um, so you can have that like it's like a cottage cheese dimply look or orange skin look. And, you know, you can these aesthetics clinics are doing these fat dissolving injections. Once your fat cells are there, they're there. 
They're always going to be there. And I would never advocate going for liposuction. Women have died having that. And men. It's dangerous. I would never advocate doing that. You can either expand these fat cells or you can shrink them. You can shrink them. But let's talk about the first reason why you might get this even before menopause, this kind of lumpy cottage cheese appearance. It's a lymphatic issue. And your lymph, you know, you've got lymph nodes all around your body. And they're going to push toxins around and they're going to get rid of, you know, dead blood cells. They do a really good job. If you've got a lot of stagnosis there, uh, you're, you're going to have problems. Now, one of the things you can do, which is really good for everybody, is have a rebounder. And a rebounder, I've got some of my, uh, um, people say you can't say patient. Yes, I can. Some of my patients uh, for my nutrition, they've got their rebounders in their kitchen. They go, oh, I haven't got time to go on one. So I go, right, put it in the middle of your kitchen. And every time you walk over to your cooker or your kettle, do 50 jumps. And that's what they do. It's going to move lymph fluid around. Now, if you are somebody that you can't do that, you know, you're disabled, you can even just sit on the edge of your bed or in your chair and just bounce, bounce slightly. So the other thing is you've got to remember, um, we need about 4,700 milligrams of potassium daily. That's about, well, it's a lot of bananas. It's about eight or more bananas. So when people go, oh, just eat a banana, it doesn't give you enough. But where do you get your potassium? In green leafy vegetables. So you should be eating a lot. I think that's about 10 cups of salad. You should be eating a lot of green leafy vegetables, both cooked and raw. And you can juice them. Dr. Max Gerson, his green juices were very high potassium content. Green peppers, chicory, chard, romaine lettuce, radish tops, um, watercress, romaine lettuce, your other lettuces, not iceberg. They, the reason he did those was because they're really high in potassium. And we also put the potassium compound into the juices as well. You can do a, um, I'm not a fan of blending, but you can use kale, you can use, put some berries in there. I'm, I'm more of a fan of getting some green juices down your neck or eating your greens. Um, so what is, when you think of that very, very delicate potassium um, sodium balance, um, that Inter, intercellular, if you eat loads of sodium or sodium chloride, it's going to push the potassium out of your cell. And then you're going to get a, a cell that's waterlogged. You're not going to have any potassium in there and it's not going to do its job. And then you're going to start to get this problem with the lymphatic system not moving. Most of you are eating lots and lots and lots of animal protein, too much animal protein. Um, then your kidneys are going to be working harder to get rid of um, your byproduct of metabolism and your urea and creatinine. They're going to be working really hard. So they're going to be letting go of potassium as well. You're going to be hanging on to more sodium. So you should be eating lots and lots of green leafy vegetables and getting your lymphatic system going by moving around. You can also do brushing where you brush towards your heart with these brushes and these massaging things in the shower, you can do that, or you can go and have a massage uh, where, with someone who knows how to do that, a lymphatic massage. Um, really nice thing to do. So that's the first thing. And the second, you know, also tying in with this, I'll go on to diet in a minute. But the other thing is, is when you start to menopause and that premenopausal state where you no longer ovulate, so your ovaries every month, they do this beautiful dance, this beautiful cycle where your pituitary release is a releasing factor to your 
anterior par uh, parathyroid, then your thyroid, then releases it to your ovaries. And basically what your body's going to do is start to grow an egg on your ovary, a follicle. And there'll be quite a few growing, that, but then one will race ahead. And at the same time, you're laying down the lining of the womb ready for that fertilized egg to come down. And the fertilization occurs two thirds along the fallopian tube. And then it comes down. And if it's a fertilized egg, it's going to burrow into that lovely thick lining of the uterus. If it's not, then that egg's going to then just, you know, degrade, passed out the body and the lining of the uterus is just going to be shed. And that's when you have your menstrual cycle as we know it. Well, when you stop ovulating and your ovaries are no longer producing eggs, our, our adrenals take over and they're going to start doing the job of the ovaries. Well, if your adrenals are already go, 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 because of coffee, sugar, stress, lack of sleep, stimul more stimulants, smoking, then, then you're going to have a real problem. So what happens is you're going to go into adrenal fatigue. And that can also, um, remember all your heavy halogens. It's, this is all linked, you know, your fluoride, chlorine, bromine, you know, your fire retardants in your swimming pools and what you're drinking, pushing the iodine out of your thyroid gland so your thyroid doesn't function properly, so your adrenals are up eventually adrenal exhaustion. So the other thing that happens is you get muscular atrophy. Your muscles start to lose their tone and it becomes harder to make them nice and toned. And then that fascia over the top. So you've got your skin and then you've got the fascia and you've got all your fat cells then. Well, that fascia loses tone. And then all these fat cells, you start to see them in your skin, that dimpling effect. So it's the same thing, really. What can you do? Well, you want to reduce those fat cells. That's the first thing for both of it. Reduce your fat cells. And that would mean, first of all, you don't want to be in insulin resistance. So if you're eating, or incidentally, this is not for someone who has cancer. I do not believe in fasting for cancer. If you have reached a point where you have cancer, it means you are toxic and you are deficient in vitamins, minerals, and enzymes, and you can no longer generate an immune response. So if you're at that stage, I'm not a fan of fasting in cancer. In fact, patients that fast when they have cancer, they don't do well. So um, this is for people who, who don't have that. So you want to avoid adrenal fatigue, and that is where you're in insulin resistance as well, because you're troughing all day long. You're having a spike of blood sugar, and then your adrenals, uh, uh, your uh, sorry, your pancreas is secreting adrenaline and cortisol. Uh, sorry, your, your, your pancreas is secreting insulin and you've got your adrenaline and cortisol high and then it all drops and then it goes up again because you've eaten again and down and down and down, and down. So you've got this spike, blood sugar and insulin and then a trough and you eat and it goes like that. You don't want to be doing that. You want to have periods, intermittent fasting. Just do a few hours to start off with, like try. And when you get up first thing in the morning, if, if you're okay doing it, if you start to feel jittery, that's not the time to fast for you because you've already fasted overnight. If you don't feel jittery, you could fast first thing in the morning and then just have your juices. You could do it with juices and eat your evening meal. Or you could have your breakfast and just have water throughout the day and then have your dinner. But make sure you cut off by eight o'clock. So you're at least having eight o'clock to eight o'clock, 12 hour fast, intermittent fasting. Some people do longer. They'll build it up where they can do a 24 hour fast. Some people do longer. Uh, you've got to see how your body is. Um, if you start to get headaches and jittery, then you really need to have something you might do better on a juice fast. The other thing is people complain about their symptoms getting worse, their joint pains. 
That's where you can have a spoonful of cold pressed flaxseed oil, 15 mils in a morning. Or sometimes if you want to do a lot, a lot of exercise, you could have two, two cold pressed spoonfuls of flaxseed oil and you could fast all day with your, your water and then you could have your evening meal. But make sure again, it's full of loads of uh, leafy green vegetables. You don't want to fast, then you just make sure your meals, three meals a day or two meals, whatever your bag is, lots and lots of green leafy vegetables and raw foods and salads and good, clean protein. So you could have eggs or you could, if you, if you eat chicken or you eat uh, white fish or turkey, what you don't want to be having is bread, pasta and rice. I can tell you right now, I am a massive lover of rice. I love basmati rice, organic. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. Honestly, I made a big saucepan of that for my dogs the other day. I ate the whole thing. In two meals, I <laughs> ate my weight virtually. I'm telling you, I was an absolute fatty the next day. So, um, well, you know, yeah, Kate, uh, you, know, of, I, you, you say that, and I think of our Sunday dinners often because Denise will grab the roast, she does the slow cooker, she's got some kind of seasoning she sticks on it, and some pepperoncinis all in there. And we get home from church, it's just as tender as can be, it's falling apart. And then you get the she's got rice there, and you got rice, and you just dump that on, and you get all the kind of gravy or whatever out of there. That's on there too. I call oh, it the poor, I call it the poor man's fillet, and it's it's wonderful. But I had no, I thought rice was good for you. I mean, I've never seen any, any really, well, I, I can't say that. I have seen sumo wrestlers, but Asian people eat a lot of rice. And most of them are really tiny. What's going on there? They do. Uh, but you watch, if you go, I've been to Japan, I've been to China, I've been right? to Hong Kong, I've been to lots of places in Japan. I've eaten with the locals. And I always remember, I used to go to this one place um, in Osaka. And I would have breakfast there. We used to do a nine-day Osaka. And I didn't go with a crew. I was doing a lot of studying at the time, doing the conversion course in nursing. And I would go and eat in this cafe with all the locals. And I would have a teapot um, of jasmine tea, sometimes oolong tea, but mostly jasmine. And they would sit, the locals, with this little bread that was like a rice bread and a boiled egg. And I would be starving. And I'd have two or three boiled eggs <laughs> and a pile of toast. And they used to, I used to do loads of crazy exercise in those days, like three mad aerobics classes a day. I was mental. Um, and I still got fatter. But I used to, they used to giggle at how much I would eat. Now, when you see what they eat when they go to a restaurant, you watch what they eat. They eat, uh, their meat is, is a small amount of meat. And they eat a bowl of rice. And they'll eat lots of their vegetables and pickles. Whereas, you know, we have a massive portion of rice. Um, and that's what we do. And that's, I love it. And so I've decided um, that I'm going to order myself a lazy Susie. That's one of these things that you turn around. I'm going to do all my, you know, grated vegetables raw in it. And I'm going to make, I made this dressing yesterday, which was cold pressed black soil, apple cider vinegar, red chopped chili. I put this coconut instead of soy sauce in it. It's like a made from coconut. It's a little bit of high salt content. So you don't need too much in there. And I grated some ginger in and I chopped three cloves of garlic and I made a little jar. Ah, oh, and I thought, right, I'm going to make that. I'm going to have my rice, have all my vegetables. And I'm buying chopsticks, porcelain chopsticks, proper chopsticks. 
I'm going to have this because I figured I'm so bad at that. I won't be able to chow the rice down quick enough. And my guests will be eating it that fast till it's gone. Because I, I, it's, it's a weakness. I, I love rice with something like that dressing on and vegetables. And I'll just keep eating. It's like a, I don't have a shut off. But anyway, if you're trying to lose this fat, uh, which I am at the moment on my legs. I looked at them the day. I thought, I ain't wearing anything, a pair of shorts with those pins. And I walk for miles. And I thought, I need to just do this for a couple of weeks. Cut. Don't eat any bread, which I, I generally don't, unless I've made my own. Don't eat any pasta. I don't touch pasta. I can't eat pasta. It doesn't agree with me. And that's because it's made wrong. It's not made the way the Italians used to make it. I'm going to give the rice a miss. And um, we do see fat Chinese people now. I remember going to Hong Kong when um, it was still in Chinese rule. I tell you, you started to see McDonald's, uh, Dunkin' Donut, um, all of these um, taco, all of these horrible restaurants popping up and the people getting fatter, taller, because every fat cell secretes more estrogen. Mm, mm. So guys, if you're fat... If, you're, if you've got fat cells in your body, they're going to be secreting estrogen as well. And then eventually you're going to be converting your testosterone to estrogen. And you're going to see these, you know, men with, with man boobs, skinny arms, pot bellies, uh, and no testosterone in there. And your mm. little micro testicles. I'm mm. telling you, us chicks don't want to see that. Well, Kate, um, we got a question in the chat here. It says, what does the niacin help with? You, you mentioned that a little while ago. Oh, right. So niacin vitamin B3. Um, it dilates all of your blood vessels and it was part of the Gerson therapy and it, um, you, you get maximum perfusion of oxygen of all your blood vessels. And I did it as the Gerson therapy uh, 10, over 10 years ago now. So there's some core supplements that I still take. And one is the niacin and I kind of really like the flush. I got Dr. Corbett on, on juicing and coffee enemas, and he loves the niacin flush. You go bright red and it can, it makes your blood pressure drop a little bit as well. Um, you got to remember as well, you know, B3 uh, and in your cashew nuts where you get B3, that's fantastic for people with depression. One handful of cashew nuts is equivalent to a pro, uh, two, two handfuls of cashew nuts, or is it one? But it's equivalent to a Prozac dose. And, and you know, Dan, Andy Kaufman, has just come up with a great video, which we already knew that, um, and this is not telling anyone, do not stop taking your medication, go and discuss it with your GP. Um, you know, um, drugs for depression were never proven to work ever, but what they do do is increase your risk of suicide. Hmm. But there are studies there showing that your B vitamins can bring people really massive doses of B3 will bring people out of um, really depressed states where they're doing nothing. They're just sitting where it's almost catatonic, just states. Yeah. So um, I was, I was going to say when you're zinc, you need zinc. Yeah. You know, most and grains, grains, grains. This is why they say grain brain. They're going to depress you. You know, look, when did you ever see a brain walk into a psychiatrist on its own? You didn't. It's attached to your body. When does your heart ever nip in and see a cardiologist? No, it doesn't. It's attached to your body. Hmm. Same as your teeth. Same as your skeleton. So all these ologists here, there, and everywhere. And I'm telling you, you go and see anybody, any consultant. If he's not lean and fighting fit, turn right out that door and walk away. Because hmm. they don't hmm. know anything about healthcare. Well you, well, you were talking about some of those other things, and I, I don't know how this plays into it, uh, some of the things. But, you know, when I read uh, G. Everett Griffin's book on the B-17, and the, the, the kind of foods that were full of nitrilicides, you know, I started getting, uh, my wife started getting these peaches. Boy, I started busting those things up, 
And uh, I, I was amazed. When I busted the seed up of the peach, it looks like a little almond. It looks like a little almond in there. And I ate the thing, and he says, oh, it's really bitter. And I didn't find it bitter at all, and I'm still trying to remember I've ate something that tastes just like it because it's almost... Berry seeds, apple seeds, all the berry yep. seeds, grape seeds. These are all B17. And you know if yep. you give a monkey, you give a monkey an apricot, it'll tear the flesh off. And go for and the seed, huh? Yeah. You, and just to, so you, anybody's weird. listening today who didn't know before, yeah. Remember, because they're trying to ban this. I think they've even banned the sale of the kernels. Incredible. Remember, B17, it's in Genesis. Yeah, it's what? already written. Everything is, we need, we will find that's in, this in the seeds. Yep. Seeds. Yep. Seed-bearing fruit. That's that's one of the All interesting. Modern. That's an interesting thing. And I keep, you know, we keep referencing back to Genesis chapter one. God told us this was the stuff He made for us to eat. So, and and you keep and everything yeah. that you say, everything that you say on here when you're addressing whatever it is, even though we're addressing cellulite and bellies and all this other stuff, when we're addressing that, it all goes back to what we're putting in our bodies. And we're either putting the junk, and I, you know, God told Israel in the Old Testament, He said, I would have, now He's speaking obviously in a, a different time, but He says, I would have fed you with the finest of wheat. I would have given you water out of the rock. He was the one who provided for them every, the bread that came down from Hannah, heaven, uh, the manna that was on the ground. He provided that for them. And that was obviously a picture, and so was the water coming out of the rock and everything else of the Lord Jesus coming, because He says, I am the bread that came down from heaven. So all of that ties right back to what God has said in the first place. So if there's people who come in here and they say, well, I thought you guys were talking about the Bible and the Constitution. Well, we are. There's just an expansion of that into what God has given us. And we've been trained that things that aren't food, that aren't we shouldn't be consuming, are somehow good for us. It's food. We now, I guess we can we can eat it to survive if we just have to have it. But even in that survival, we we're doing we we're doing ourselves no long. favors. Yeah, we wouldn't survive very long. So look, yep. let's just tie it all together. First of all, vitamin B seventeen. It has four molecules: glucose, glucose, benzaldehyde, and cyanide. The last two are totally inert. They're inactive. They only become active when they come into contact with beta glucosidase which is found in 3,000 times greater quantities in cancer cells. Synergy occurs, they go in, they kill that cell. What's left will regulate your blood pressure. It will be made into anti-analgesic, uh, anti, uh, sorry, and an antiseptic. So painkiller and a cleaning fluid. If you don't have any cancer cells in your body, it's still not going to harm you. It's just going to do that. It is what the Lord gave us to protect us. So, you know, all of these things are all linked. And if you go back again, we did the show about 528 hertz. That's the perfect frequency. It's 528 is, is where it's identical in the, in the light spectrum, the color spectrum and the sound spectrum, 528 hertz. Bees hum at it, chlorophyll. We've talked about that. And what does that, 528 hertz is amazing. And if you're, if you're in the devil's tone, 741, it switches off. 90, uh, is it 95% of your right side of your brain, which is your heart-mind connection. Now, your, your DNA, we've talked about this as well. What is your DNA? Water in your body, we've talked about easy water, exclusion zone water, and it's potential energy. It's negatively charged, H3O2. That exclusion zone water increases with what? Light. God gave us light. You've got the light spectrum. 
ultraviolet light, visible light, infrared light. You can't get rid of infrared light. You can't get away from it. Go through your hat, go through your sunglasses. What does that do? It makes your exclusion zone, your potential energy get bigger. We need that to make our muscles contract and expand. So everything is there for us. It's all connected. And when you go to that 528 hertz, our our DNA is a transmitter for receiving light and sound. It's so incredible and amazing. And as above, so below. So that transmits up and comes back down. So what is it saying? Scripture, our word is our sword. So you are, as you think, as you say, I've just connected a young girl, corrected a young girl today who said, oh, I had pain and it was killing me. Don't say that. Never say, I'm sick to death of um, you don't say these things. It's all all connected. Our biosphere. Listen, you can call me what you like, but I bought all the tuning forks. I've got the cell lamp. I'm doing my IV course. I've been practicing with the tuning forks on people, and I am mind blown what's coming and what I'm finding. It's you know I, I hit resistance as I'm doing it, and then I get things just pop into my head, and they're generally connected to whoever I'm doing it to. It's amazing. Everything is here. Everything is in scripture. It tells us how to prepare our grains. And that's not the way they're doing it. Your food and drug administration. Why are they connected? Because they're all dirty, filthy gangsters. And if you look in scripture, I think it was 17 Hebrew scholars converted it to Greek so we wouldn't lose it in translation. But when you translate into English, we're being deceived by the merchants and their sorcery, which translated back into Greek is pharmakia. So all of your drugs and food are connected because they want you to eat that garbage. It's not food. It's not food. And trust me, when you start eating real food, you don't want to eat the garbage. Well, okay. And they, okay. So that's well, why the chemicals. Yeah. One of the things that, that we've discovered is the people who are behind that, the people who have all the money and are doing all this, they're not eating that stuff. They're eating the finest no. stuff they can get. They're not eating the stuff that us peasants uh, have been, you know, it's been put out in the trough for us to eat. They're not doing that at all. They're looking after themselves. In fact, I was telling people before, my wife and I spent a night down, uh, one of our anniversaries down here in a town called Grover, North Carolina. It was where my doctor was when I was a kid. He was known as Dr. Tally, and he was well known because in his office, when you went in there, he had little snakes. He kept that aquarium of snakes. That was his thing. And it was kind of fascinating going there to see. But... They have a, a a thing down here called the End of the Patriots, and both the husband and the wife served uh, presidents. They were chefs for presidents, and they came in and they told us about like Bill Clinton because that was the one they served, I guess, the longest or whatever. Anyway, they said he had all these heart problems, all this high blood pressure, all this stuff because you know they have to put him through this physical and all. And he said we had to make very specific dishes for him, and he lost so much weight, and he was so fit. When, you know, just in a short time from what they had done, and it was to remove all of this kind of junk stuff that he had been feasting on and to give him good things for him to, to partake of. So e- even those guys recognize you don't eat the stuff that most people are eating out in in the West now. Yeah. And look, I, I, I what am I? I love potato chip, but I'm not to have them anymore. Well, not for a long time. When I have them, it makes my joints hurt. And when I stop, I don't have them. Rockefeller lived till he was well over 100. He didn't see an allopathic doctor. 
That's your quacks. That's your modern day doctors. He was into naturopathic. So they know. And let me let me just get you something out my fridge. Hold on. All right. We're going to let Kate go do her thing there. <laughs> and she's going to bring us something back here in just a little bit. Oh, here she comes. Yeah. So yesterday um, I, I had a I, I was going through the fridge thinking, um, what can I eat out of here? Oh, my gosh. My mouth's watering already. So this is it's half a cabbage, white cabbage shredded. Then I shredded a I, I put in that in my food processor, shredded a romaine lettuce, a red pepper, three red onions, a whole bag of kale that I just gently steamed it and then shoved that in. Then I put some sultanas in here and I put some sprouted, soaked and sprouted and cooked pew lentils. And I didn't put the rice in. The rice is separate. And um, I put that through and that's what it looks like. And I made enough so I could, uh, trust me, I'll be chowing down on that tonight. I'll have now half I got of that a, gone in no time. I got a question about that. You, you put all that in there. Do you put anything on it that's like to give it... Um, what am I trying to say here? Like, a, I don't want to say a condiment, but something that makes yeah. it not so rough in your mouth. What good? Oh, she's going to get yeah. something else. <laughs> because I like eating that stuff. My wife makes a, a broccoli salad kind of thing, it, but it's got to have something that makes it a little moist. Yeah. What do you got there? Yeah, like the rice. Now, I had that. I had that half a bowl of that last night mm. with half a bowl of rice. And there's the little. Uh, can you see that? Oops, I just tipped. <laughs> it's on her computer now. It is. Oh, my gosh. And it tastes delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's live radio. For you guys listening by way of radio, she was tipping it over to show the camera, and it just kind of ran out on the computer there. Uh, you're going to need you one of those uh, keyboard oh covers. Word. Yeah, you're going to need you one of those keyboard and covers. And you know what? Yeah, I'm going to have to buy one now. Well, you know, you know what as well? What's really nice about this is when you make this and you leave it in your fridge, and this was just um, one small red chili, you can just keep adding, it's on the book now as well, you can just keep adding flax oil and apple cider vinegar for the next day because all of the flavors go in it. It tastes much better. This is why I make dressings. Um, I put like three big bulbs of garlic, flax oil, apple cider vinegar, and dill in a jar, and I have that. But this is so... So yummy. And all I put in here that was sweet was the, the little um, one tablespoon of the coconut. Uh, it's, it's not soy sauce. It's like an alternative. But I put sultanas in here as well. I cut them, sh sheared them through with a little sharp knife, just a handful of sultanas and it made it sweet. And it's flax oil, apple cider vinegar, chilies, garlic, ginger, um, the coconut and the sultanas. So I put that on the top with the rice. Oh okay. my word! It was literally just a festival in my mouth. It was so yummy. Okay, let's let's you know, let's let's close things out here. And if you got some stuff you want to continue on, we'll carry it over on the other side, guys. You can check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, Kate's making us all hungry, showing us her food there. <laughs> but be sure to check out Bradley today at 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. Get with the people of God. Read the Word of God. Read it out loud and then obey it. And we'll see you bright and early on Monday morning, 6 a.m. Adios. All right. I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And if you're like me, I'm already hungry because I haven't had anything to eat this morning. And uh, Kate's got that box of stuff there.
I, man, I could probably eat about that whole thing right now. Uh, but anyway, Kate, you want to you want to finish uh, what you're talking about here? Yeah. So look, I haven't eaten either. I decided I was going to sort out my my legs. I've decided to try a little bit of fasting. And anyone who knows me knows I'm a bit of a pig. You know, when I when I start eating, it, because we were given our palate by the Lord. So we're supposed to enjoy our food. And I am a bit of a, I eat to live. But I, I, I've been out for dinner recently with, um, with my friend. And, um, you know, we were watching all the kids. We, we, well, there was more. There was Katrina came as well. And my good friend Paul and the kids were on the beach running, doing kite running. And um, we went out. We had this food. And we went to this two restaurants, two weeks running. And it was just not good. It wasn't good food. I'd have been better off just eating a cantaloupe melon, taking it in my bag and eating that. Um, I had all this food. I spent 40 pounds and it was garbage food. And we all said that we'd have been better off just <laughs> buying some fruit and sitting on the beachfront. And um, it didn't make me it didn't make me feel good afterwards. So when I when I get all my own food like that and organic and make it, and, I, and I'm putting an effort to make a little bit of a different dressing. It's delicious. And this is the whole reason as well for, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to get that lazy Susie. This is the Japanese dish that you turn around because I love getting a food processor uh, and putting like beetroot through it and putting that in one dish. I used to do this for my kids, cucumber, um, peppers, cabbage, carrots, and putting this all and then my spiralizer and making, you know, like spaghetti, sweet potato spaghetti raw. And um, I made um, Chico, the singer Chico, he's wonderful. I made some soup one day and bread and he'd come for lunch. And I did this big salad with spiralized courgettes, pine nuts, um, ribboned cucumber and garlic and just apple cider vinegar, flax soil and dill through this big salad and he ate the lot. I love if someone comes around and they eat all my food with gusto. But that told me, you know, eating out, this is what we said, uh, Paul, myself and Katrina, we said, we're not eating out anymore. We'd rather just do it around each other's houses um, and, and make our food than, than go and eat in a restaurant where we don't know what we're eating. We don't know what it's cooked in. Uh, and also, you know, I don't know, you keep seeing, uh, just to say, you know, I keep seeing all these people going, all the spike proteins, them carried in the saliva. You don't know what they're doing to your food. Oh, I don't know. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, and what you just said ties back into Scripture, too. And that is, you know, when you look for, for men to lead in the church, and I think you look for this uh, men leading in civil sphere as well, is that they're, they're known to be hospitable. And I think a lot of that comes from from their wives, uh, but I think you know they complement one another. We talked about this the other week, but the they the the hospitality. And you're talking about going around to each other's house. Well, you're eating out. You're just eating out at somebody else's house. They're opening their home to you, and you see them for who they are. You don't. They don't get to put on a face and a facade, you know, just because they're you know they're going to get prim proper to meet you somewhere else. You're going to see how they live. You're going to see. You know what things are like in their house. You're going to see how they conduct themselves in the comfort of their home, and I think it, it bears a testimony as to as what they say with their mouth. Does that does that happen at home too? I think this is part of, of why Scripture says that when you look at an elder, or when you look at a deacon, you're looking at a person for that. They they are like that. They're hospitable. You see them in their surroundings, uh, not just behind a pulpit or something like that, you're seeing them right there. And I tell you what, there aren't a lot of, uh, that I know of, there aren't a lot of well-known, um, you know, 
preachers and bishops and elders and deacons and all these who are opening up their home to the people of God and they're they're being hospitable towards them. I think this is something that we could draw out of this as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, anyone who comes to my house, you know, you really haven't been to my house if you don't get a cat here in your dinner. Because uh, <laughs> people are and, and, and you've seen that Fat Dave always frequents the table. Um, and he, he doesn't, when people are having dinner, he doesn't make that an issue. He still joins us. Um, I've actually got a picture of one of my cats sitting with a napkin tied around his neck at the Christmas table. <laughs> but you know what? It's, um, it, it's, it's, it, it's a time, I think, where, and I think it's a really, Katrina and I have eaten a lot together. And we had a girls, a girls' night here not long ago um, with just four, four of us outside. It was a really nice evening. And um, it was actually, it wasn't even about the food in the end. We all bought something. This is an American thing as well, folks, where you take a plate. Everybody goes somewhere with a plate. British people didn't used to do that, but it's a wonderful way to do it. It doesn't mean that it all lands on one person to make everything. The cost doesn't land on one person. And everybody brings a plate. It's a great way to do it. Um, and Paul, incidentally, if you're watching, he makes the best pecan pie ever. And I just need to find an alternative way so there's no sugar in it. We can use dates and sultanas. But, um, and you can use crushed nuts. If you're making nut milk, save the nuts. You put all your nuts in the blender, blend it up, pour it through a sieve. There's your nut milk. Like macadamias make the best one ever. Macadamias and cashews, both those nuts are great. And the nuts that are in the bottom, save them in the freezer because you can push them into a pastry case and they'll make a pastry crust. It's wonderful. Um, so when it's not just about that, it's about that coming together with people that you like. It, what's it going to do? It's going to raise your vibration and it's going to make you feel joy from inside instead of feeling miserable. Um, and you, you know, you're not rushed. It's nice food. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do it like that from now on. And um, and if you're liking to partake in a couple of glasses of wine, then as long as you're not driving or going out anywhere, you haven't got to worry, then you can walk around to your own house. <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah, that's nice so, that you can do that together like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice way. It's a nice, a nice way to do it. And a lot of the food now, you don't know what you're eating. You don't know what you're eating. You don't know whether it's it's. Um, GMO food. And if you're eating anything with corn in it, that's GMO. Soy, it's GMO. Um, but I just want to go on to, I want to finish up with something really interesting because people, um, you know, we're, we're being thrown with fear porn from every single angle at the moment. They've now started their vaccinations again for the COVID booster in the UK. The nurses, the nurses are delivering it. And also they're, you know, wanting non-medical inject sorry non-registered injectors and the pharmacists are doing it and they're making money doing it it's blood money and the kids have all gone back to school last week and next week and they're going to be doing uh hpv vaccine flu shot covid shot meningitis shot for the university students um it's terrible it's the nurses that are doing you got to think about that do you know what's in it do you know what, what you're doing it's harming people it's killing people it's going to kill them so, but the one thing I, I, I you know, we, we're hearing about global warming, we're going to be blackouts, food shortage, you name it, they're throwing it all at us. Uh, Ukraine, that we know that all that's a lie. Oh dear, the Daily Mail will be after me for that. Um, but everything that's here, every single thing that's here, even what they're using was all created by the creator. So even if they're making a synthetic, so 
So you take a, a plant, you isolate the active compound. So let's say it's valerian root. You would isolate the active compound that makes you relaxed. And then they made a synthetic version to make valerian, um, valium. So all of these things that they're making against us, there will be something naturally that the Lord put here that's an antidote. And it's good that you mentioned v- vitamin B17, amygdalin, laetril, because down in the clinics in Mexico, they're using DMSO, which is also natural, with vitamin B17, laetril, amygdalin. Oh, wow. And it, to- drives, it drives that B17 really deep into the body, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Now, they're doing it titrated intravenously, but you can also use DMSO topically. You can use it topically. But that breaks down tumors. And, you know, I was reading this and I started to think about this. And we're being told that these clots that the undertakers, the, you know, the guys that are doing the embalming and the pathologists, and I believe it was Mike Adams, the health ranger, who had some of these clots sent to his labs. And, um, and they looked at them and they are not your typical clots of platelets clumping together. They are um, protein structures clumping together and that these clots are, appear to be sequestering um, the minerals from our bodies. Well, I just thought to myself, and you know, I might be wrong, but I thought, well, if vitamin B17 and DMSO can break down tumors, um, and also, you know, what, what the Lord gave us, which Dr. Gerson's therapy remains unrivaled, unrivaled, because you know what? He knew. He knew his juices were high potassium content. He knew that the disease all began in the gut. He knew that we needed the liver to de- detox. And so that's where he brought in the coffee enemas. Um, he knew about the potassium. He did endless, endless tests. So when they call it quackery, they're idiots. He did masses of tests. Thomas Torberg, for a start, um, you know, when they looked at when you brought, brought in animal protein, your T lymphocytes went down and you needed them to go up. So all of that was breaking down these proteins, sorry, breaking down these tumors. And these patients were passing these tumors. And he also had patients with tumors in their cervixes. And he used a douche made of green juices and the enzymes began to attack the tumors he was described by albert schweitzer nobel peace prize winner as a genius ahead of his time and he certainly was so i'm kind of now thinking well you know what the lord is in charge here and if you've repented and you made a mistake and you had one of those injections or two and now you're seeing the truth which is what's happening with a lot of people do not lose hope because there'll be something here. And I'm a great believer in boost your immune system, start eating the things that we're meant to have and use the things that are already here. The chlorine dioxide, the DMSO, the colloidal silver, yep. the B17, all of these things are already here. Yeah, I, you know, and again, show is for information purposes only. You want a doctor's opinion, go get that. Uh, but this is Tim's little con- contribution to health or whatever. Uh, I, I got into this book. Um, that our friend Gigi sent us, which is the Jim Humble book on the MMS yeah. protocols. And <clears throat> I started doing this week, I, I, well, actually last week, 
I started putting in, and what I did was I got my chlorine dioxide I made. I actually made some, and then I I took the um, I took two protocols. So these are the two things that I'm doing in the morning when I get up, and then throughout the day too. But I, I got a shot glass in there, and I put five drops of the MMS in there, and then I fill up the glass. It's about one ounce or so with distilled water. Uh, of course, you wait 30 seconds before you put the water in there. And then I take a little sip of it to get some in my mouth. And then I take the toothbrush. My wife got some really good deals on these little cheap electric toothbrushes. And I just run that tooth. I get it in the stuff that's in my mouth. I run it around the inside of my teeth, over my gums, uh, everything like that. And I have I don't use toothpaste anymore. And I have never felt such clean teeth in my life. And I'm not kidding, people. Try it and see what you think. You guys, some of you guys have the chlorine dioxide, but I can go, I can eat, and still, you know, usually you eat, and a little while later, if you hadn't brushed your teeth, you feel kind of grungy, just as slick as if I brushed them. And then he says to take and add three times more DMSO to that what's left there, and use it as a rinse and a gargle, and he says it'll drive it in your gums and teeth. Now I was telling Dr. Lee Merritt on that we're going to do a. Um, um, a pre-record on Sunday uh, afternoon, but I was telling her what I was doing. She said, well, be careful with that DMSO because if you've got something else in your mouth, it's going to drive that in there too. So I didn't even think about that, yeah, but you know, I think probably using it every once in a while, I'm going to probably back off of that instead of every day, but using that every once in a while is probably really good, you know, a good rinse uh, to go in there. But the chlorine dioxide, can, you can use it as a toothpaste, no fluoride, Distilled water, chlorine dioxide, it will eventually make your teeth whiter because it it does it can act like a bleach even though it's not bleach. So that's that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, you got to be careful. About mercury fillings. Yes. Mercury fillings. You got to be really careful because it will <laughs> get them out. You know what? Get a jar, put money in it, mm. and go and have. Just keep going and getting them out. Do a detox. Do juicing before it. Coffee enemas, whatever. Chlorella, cilantro. And then don't get them all out at once, but go and get them out. Well, we, but, got a, uh, yeah, we got a question. Know, we got a question here, and this will be for you because it's about the NHS. Is it still safe to have an NHS blood test? And I'm going to ask you, was it ever safe? I don't know. Has it ever been, is, it, is it safe to get a blood test? And does it show true results, or what is a good private one? That's the question we've got. Well, it depends what you're going to have a blood test for. You know, are you having a full hematology uh, biochemistry panel done are you looking at liver function as well kidney function are you looking at your lipids are you, uh, a thyroid screen um a, a c-reactive protein are you looking at endocrinology it depends what you're having done um certainly the nhs only will for thyroid they will only look at uh, tsh thyroid stimulating hormone they're not looking at t4 that's your inactive thyroid hormone they're not looking at t3 which is your active doesn't matter how much t4 they throw at you synthetic if you're not converting it to t3 it's going to do nothing nada zilch so you, your body's got to convert it to t3 and they do not prescribe t3 anymore on the nhs unless an endocrinologist has ordered it so your doctor will see you do your tsh and go oh yeah i'll give you uh you know t4 thyroxine and, and it might be doing nothing, and the patient still has all the symptoms of underactive thyroid. You want to be looking at reverse T3, reverse T4. You want to be looking at thyroid antibodies. They don't do any of that on the NHS. There are many, many private labs up and down the country now. Just put it into the Google search. Use the devil's tool. Use what they've got. And there are many private labs, and you'll find one either near you or one where they send you the kit. 
because they don't need to draw all the blood out your arm and um, they'll do it that way. So it depends what they're looking for. I know that when I go private and I'm once a year to see um, the consultant who uh, checks my, um, uh, my reconstruction, it's private and I have loads of different bloods done and that's okay. It's not a problem. I wouldn't get those done on the NHS. They wouldn't, they wouldn't allow them. So it's all about funding. The NHS, remember, it, you know, let me just tell you, there's an operation that you, when you're going to go and have your surgery on your breast for cancer, they, when they want to see if it's in your node, they go to the very first node and they can go under your arm, which is less traumatic. And you don't get this. You just get a little scar under your arm for it. Um, but they don't. They do that privately. They'll go that way and do it. So it's less trauma for your body, less chance of bleeding, and they'll take the node from a little cut under your arm. No, no, no. NHS, they go straight through the chest wall, straight through the chest wall so that you have this scar. It's traumatic. Why do they do that? Because it's 20 minutes quicker of an operation, 20 minutes quicker than doing it the other way. So is it what's best for you or is it about getting more bodies on the table? processing you quicker and quicker and quicker. So, um, you know, you, they're not going to always do what's in your best interest. It's about following what comes from the top, from the diktat. So that is where, you know, thyroid, the private endocrinologist will tell you, you need to do a full thyroid screen and your iodine levels, but they don't do that on the NHS. So I hope that answers the question. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so let me, let me make sure I understood something here. On the cellulite stuff, there's nothing wrong with cellulite, but you need to control it. Is that right? Am I understanding that correctly? There's two, there would be two issues. Okay. Is it because you've, uh, well, for one, you've got fat there. You want to shrink the fat cells. Have right. you got the cellulite because you've got a lymphatic problem, which can happen pre-menopause? You know, you can have it before you even hit your menopause. I see young girls with it. It's normal. It's normal to have fat cells. You lay down fat on your abdomen, on your thighs. You're meant to, your breasts. It's normal. So is it because you've got a little bit of a lymphatic problem going on? Remember, we don't move very much these days. We spend a lot of time sitting on our rear ends, Uh, be it at university, be it in school all day. We're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to. Um, Or is it because you're, you're menopausal, you're fat, you've got lost some muscle, so now, you know, you haven't got that muscle pushing on that fascia, keeping it nice and taut and toned. So you see all the fat cells, the fascia's losing its tone, and you're getting some of the fat cells poking through. So you've got that as well. So, you, you know, you've got to look at, am I going to shrink my fat cells? Am I going to make sure I've got lots of potassium? Because it might be that I've got not enough potassium and I've got too much sodium. Um, is it because my adrenals are fatigued and uh, I might need to take some adrenal support? So it's all these things. It's not necessarily because you're lazy. It'd be because lots of different things. So cut out your carbs. And I don't mean your natural carbs. I mean, your bread, your pasta, your rice, lots of green leafy vegetables, raw and cooked because they're full of potassium. Do some intermittent fasting because it's going to help that um, insulin resistance and help the adrenals. Um, Do some rebounding. Don't speak ill of yourself and love the skin you're in. Because this is the only body that you've been given to experience this life in. And if you're with a bloke who tells you, ladies or men, but if you're with someone who says to you, you're fat, actually, 
I did have a, uh, a fella once and when he, he was fat and when he saw, <laughs> he was fat, he had a big gut. And when he, he said to me, oh, you need to tone your legs up. And let me tell you, I was exercising. So clearly I was starting to pre-menopause. This was happening to me. Anyway, that's why I'm not with him. Nobody needs to tell you what's wrong with your body. You can see it. You can see it yourself. Anyway, I always think about Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder's blind. He clearly found some women attractive because he married them. It's really not about how you look. It's about your essence. It's about from within. So don't get too hung up on how you look on the outside because looks will only get you noticed. It's what's within which will keep someone's attention focused. And if you're ugly on the inside, it's going to pretty soon start yep. to show on the outside. Yep. But we used to have a saying when I was a, a younger man that beauty is only skin deep, but ugliness is clear down to the bone, baby. And that's what, uh, that's what you say. And you could find a, a woman who was very attractive or, or when I was in high school, a young girl, uh, you could find them attractive. And then when you got around them and talked to them, boy, they became one of the ugliest things you could ever see in your life uh, simply because of what was coming out of their mouth. And the Bible speaks to that, too. It talks about women not adorning their hair with all these jewels, but working on the heart, the gentle and quiet spirit. Uh, that that's that that's where the woman's supposed to do, and I think there's something to be said about men too, because there men can sometimes be just as nasty. Uh, come what comes out of them, and that's what Jesus says. He says it's not what goes into the man that defiles him; it's what's coming out of him. And so that's that's a good word to end on. Uh, Kate, do you do you got any final word you want to give here before we close out the show? Uh, <laughs> Naturalnursemail.com uh, for personalized programs i met one of my um, patients clients um this week who went on a program that i put for i didn't recognize her do you know what she said to me she was glowing she'd lost weight she said look i've got collarbones i can see them and um but her skin was vibrant she was smiling she was really happy that she'd lost well and she had lost weight and had energy and that's a big thing. You know, don't worry about the weight loss. If you're eating right, that will come on its own. But she looked happier. She looked more vibrant. So if you have any, um, you want to have a personalized program, it's naturalness at mail.com. Um, if you've got any uh, just general questions you want to ask, you can follow me on um, British Nursing Alliance on Telegram. And everything else is going on behind the scenes. I've had amazing business meetings and i've now got a meeting with a multimillionaire himself who is the founder of this whole this company and we're talking about making um very clean clean supplements and anything clean that you need from your head to your foot so this is all going on in the background so for all you little snarly haters who i know watch this show as well <laughs> who then go and slag me off and you think oh she's not a nursing well, ha, ha, we've taken everything away from her I've never been so busy. And um, I got to work on Tim's show and off the local little show because of what you did. So thank you so much. And karma is always waiting because you haters out there, that hatred that's within you, you went and took the devil's soup mm. and you took lots of it and you told everyone else to get it. And so karma's coming and it's really sad. So but thank you for everything you did for me. Yeah. Kate, we appreciate you as always. And I, I got to say, you know, it's not karma coming out. God sees what they're doing and God's going to bring it back on them. There's no question about that. Uh, so, you know, you guys have been called to repentance for a couple of years now. Uh, some of you have mocked, you've made fun of the things that's gone on here. 
we've warned you. Kate's warned you um, since coming on the show. She's warned you. Um, and we're, 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 we're working in, we're working in like, um, we're, we're, we're like in our third year doing this together on Saturdays and <laughs> you've not deviated from what you've said in the least bit since the first time you came on in what, 2020 and, uh, you, you stuck to mm-hmm. it. You, you said what you said and we've seen it come to pass. And it's not because you're a prophetess or anything like that. It's, you can just, you, you've done this, you've read the studies, you've seen what the stuff does. And I hope people will wake up and listen. There's a lot that love to hear you, uh, come on the show and uh, give them information. I know there's been lots of people who have contacted me and said, Hey, I did this, this, and this. I'm, I'm doing a little better here. We've had some testimonies come in the chat of things that you've helped people with. And I, that's got to be very rewarding in and of itself to share that with people who didn't know. And they, they take it and they make it their own. They don't just say, oh, well, that's nice information. They take it and they make it their own. It's kind of like the gospel. When you give the gospel and it becomes theirs, it's not just yours. It becomes theirs. People grab hold of it. They hold on to Christ and it becomes theirs. And that I got I got to tell you, there's nothing more rewarding than when you have somebody pop in the chat or send you a note and say, boy, God really used that message. Maybe it was for you as for health issues or whatever. But, it, but what you said here, it's really changed my look on this or I've become a Christian as a result or something like this. There's something very encouraging about that. And yes, thank you guys. Uh, yeah, keep my daughter uh, in prayer. Uh, first baby and uh yesterday poor thing she was just kind of waddling real slow you could tell she was not doing good and then she hadn't had much sleep so we appreciate your prayers for her please keep her there and um we'll let you know i don't know maybe we'll have a baby today or sunday or maybe monday i don't know i'm not gonna get my hopes up. it's first one usually they take a little while but we'll see what happens anyway you guys catch bradley at 3 p.m eastern 2 p.m central sons of media.com and then uh, we'll be back with you on monday at 6 a.m bright and early remember get with the people of god i know a lot of you guys do not have preachers who preach the word of god to you i know um i don't know what that's like because we've always found someone who exposits the scriptures. And that's what's important. And so I've been asked if I'll work on a Sunday thing. I don't know how long it will be. I will look at trying to do that for you guys, um, if that's helpful. I know a lot of you listen to Chuck Baldwin, and you got other people that you can listen to. But I was asked that the other day. I'll, I'll see what I can do, okay? I can't make any promises right now, but I will see what I do. If that's a need. I want to try to be an instrument to fulfill that need. So we'll look at see what we can do. Uh, it won't be on the radio, uh, but it will be on on the video platforms if we do it. So uh, we'll let you know how that goes. All right, you guys have a great day, and we'll see you bright and early on Monday. God bless you.